On this episode of A Bit Spursy, we discuss our favourite goals from the emphatic win against Newcastle, our reactions to Destiny Udogi's new contract, our thoughts on Dejan Kulisevsky's striking new mask, whether we should sell or keep Christian Romero, racial biases in football commentary, why Callum Wilson was really upset with Gigi Vicario, and we choose our favourite player from our new signings. Welcome to a bit Spursy. Uh, trade all day, a bit Spursy all night. That's uh, that's our slogan. Yep, and uh, we're we're ready to train. I, I guess, wait, it's the it's the middle of the, it's the middle of the day. We're training, right? We're training. Yeah, we're training, we're training, training we're mode. Training, training, training mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. We've signed a deal um, with Joe Rogan. Um, we are now the same podcast. Yep. So we're gonna have some hot takes. We're gonna have some conspiracy theories. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have what? What else is on that pod? Like, do you listen to Joe Rogan? Oh, very rarely. Only when he has um, wrestlers on. Mm. And even then, well, a lot of controversy after The Rock was on there. So, what happened with The Rock on there? He just said a lot of bullshit um, and wasn't really answering the questions. It was it was terrible. I mean, it's a. I hate it to be honest with you. It's a terrible <laughs> podcast. Uh, they don't. Joe Rogan just shit, like fucking swings. And misses most of the time. They don't do any research. Okay, great. Like this podcast. Yeah, I was about to say, if research <laughs> is the barometer, then... Mm. Well, mm. all right, that doesn't bode well. Mm. Anyway, if, you, um, if you've just stumbled across this, uh, my name is Barney. My name is Dan. And uh, this is a bit Spursy. And we are um, going to talk about uh, Tottenham Hotspur, which I guess you would have got hopefully from the thumbnail slash the thing on Spotify. If you're watching this, I'm going to do something special just for you if you're watching it. Hey, there we go. Well, if you're listening, you're going to have to come on and find out what Barney yeah. just did. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I was yeah. a fan of it. Um, we've had a, a week off. Yes. Also, in which, just coincidentally, there were a few losses, uh, yeah. and I guess the draw against City, but like we had a few losses in there, but then we mm. win against Newcastle quite convincingly, and we're back with another pod. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just coincidence. It's like got nothing to do with wins or losses. It's just sometimes how things um, come to, to... I have a theory, actually, Dan, that previously we would always get a spike in listenership when we lost. Right mm. when we're first starting out, and I think the opposite is now true. When we lose, people are in a really bad mood, and they're like, "I don't want to listen to those idiots talk about um, like Tottenham Hotspur, the film uh, starring uh, who would who would play Daniel Levy?" Um, um, oh. Oh, um, John Malkovich. John Malkovich starring. Is that just because he's bald? Yeah, that's the only yeah, bald guy yeah. that came to mind. <laughs> just off the top, doesn't look like him at all, apart from the baldness. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. I think that works. Um, uh, they don't listen to that. They they want to they want to get angry, yeah. um, which is understandable. I get that. Um, yeah, I think you're right because it's like we. I think it definitely has flipped. Like when we are playing well, I think there's people who are keener just to you know consume all the Spursy content that they can. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's like, all right, we'll listen to, to this podcast. We'll listen to that. We'll listen to that. But I think, yeah, when, when you lose a few games, it just becomes like, a, oh, I want to take a break from consuming everything Tottenham Hotspur right now mm-hmm. until things get good again. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's uh, totally true. Well, let's not check that in the research. That's just a fact. Um, so we obviously we won, Dan, and we won well. Yeah. Did you watch this live at I... 3 a.m.? 3.30 a.m.? No, I did not. Yeah, I didn't either. Mm. Um, but it was... It was quite the t- quite the turnaround from recent results. Like I don't ne- mm-hmm. necessarily look at this and go, "We've been playing massively different." Um, it just seemed in other games we didn't really convert many of our chances there. Uh, yeah. But this one, things seemed to go our way a little bit more. Yeah, that's true. And like Newcastle were terrible. Like they were yeah. bad. They were really bad. Yeah. Um, and so that was nice timing to have a team that is completely burnt from the Champions League. Um, have to play us after all those years of us, you know, doing the like Thursday Europa and then the Sunday game and looking like warmed up shit on the Sunday and knowing that it's going to be different the next week when we don't have a Europa fixture. Um, it was nice to be on the other side of that. Yeah, definitely. And I know that Newcastle have some injuries. They but... play heaps, I think. Just, I mean, in terms of sympathy, I don't want uh, the narrative to be that they've got more than us. So I don't want to look up exactly how many they have uh, Mm. because we've still got a lot of injuries too. So, exactly. I mean, it's just two battlers going against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except one uh, is run by a lovable Aussie battler who's found his way to the top and the other is run by an evil regime. Yeah. I love that for... To benefit us, we will refer to our coach only, our, our manager. Uh, yeah, yeah, to... uh, yeah, yeah. He owns it, right? He owns Tottenham. He owns Tottenham. He should. Yeah. I want like that would be great to have in his contract. It's like if you win X percentage of games, you start just getting shares of the club. Hmm. I wonder if that's a thing. Well, I mean, like there are a lot of companies do that sort of thing. It's like, well, if you hit all these, you know, KPIs over a number of years, da da da, da then you can buy mm. in as a partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not really a football club thing, but you know, let's make it one. I would love Ange to run the, and I feel like it happens a little bit in football, I guess, where it's like you have ex players, if they don't go into management, they end up going and become like some sort of more like CEO, general manager type role mm-hmm. there. I guess Ange is like relatively, he's on the older side, so he's probably leaving a bit late, but I reckon just give him the keys to the kingdom. Give him the keys to the city. Give him the keys to the Skywalk. Give him the keys to whatever he wants, your house. If you see him and he says, give me your keys, just give them to him. He, he's not going to do anything bad. It's Ange. He'll, you know, he might go in and do the dishes for you. Who knows? I would honestly trust him if he came up and he's just like, well, just give us your keys, mate. I would too. I actually, like, right, that great. is bananas that I, actually, if he came up to me and said, give us your keys, I'd be like, yep. Yep. Here you go. <laughs> There's not many other people I would do that to. Like, I think Sonny, if Sonny said, give us your keys, I mm-hmm. think I'd go, yep, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from, say, Son and Edge, I don't know who else I would just... Like, give Romero, to... no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't give keys to him. Um, I can imagine giving keys to Decky would result in you, you'd come in and, like, all your ceiling would be on the ceiling or something. Like, and not in, like, a prank way, in just, like, a weird... Like Twilight Zone, like what the fuck? Wait, sorry, all your stuff would be on the ceiling? Like he, he would flip your house so all your <laughs> stuff is like the same but on the ceiling. And he, you'd come in and he'd be sitting in all white and you'd go, hello. Yeah. 
Oh, Dejan, why'd you do this? Yeah. Do, oh, I don't know. But can you fix it? No. No. I've got to go. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> um, um, yeah. That's what did you, what, what did you think of uh, Decky's mask? Oh, good. Yeah, good. he suits it. He suits the mask. Like yeah. when when Kane wore it, he always looked like uh, a child at a birthday party. But Decky wearing it, I was like, holy shit, is that Nightwing? <laughs> yeah, and I think his Kane always had like either the clear one or a white one. It was a lighter mm. color, right? Mm. But Decky's just full committed mm-hmm. to like fiberglass Nightwing. Yeah, maybe that's maybe he's um he didn't get hit in the West Ham game. It's like that was just the the cover up. But he was going to mm. a costume party afterwards, and he's like, I don't have time to go home after the game, get changed there, mm. and I can't really put the mask down anywhere because it's just so delicate. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just gonna wear it the whole game. True. You know what? True. 100% true. Lock that in as truth. Um, I loved the photos that Spurs put on their socials of him, like, running, and it was all, like, blurred around him. I was like, that, it works. It works. You're making this work more. I love oh, this. Uh, okay, so it, it, like, showed off the mask in all its fashion, whilst yeah. also made him look faster. It made him look like the fastest man in the world. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, when, when he came to the club, everyone was saying, oh, he's slow. Well, check out these photos because literally stuff's blurring around him. <laughs> and that's I do like truth. that. Yeah, I do like that idea from like the social team where they're just like, well, let's just blur everyone. We'll look so quick. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Every photo that goes up now, like even just in the hallways, it's just blurred. Everyone moves so fast at Tottenham Hotspur yeah. training facility. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we see behind the scenes and it's just sped up in double time. Like, <laughs> with the chipmunk voices. We've had to put traffic lights at the training center in the walkways because everyone's so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's just that's it on the, the CCTV, just everyone just like butting in almost into each other. But yeah, yeah it's on like one of those uh, like uh, uh, documentary shows where they're just like, look at this grid of traffic. And mm. it just shows like perfectly how it all syncs together. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's and then, secret. And then you slow it down. Like you said, it's just people moving at a regular speed yeah. and stopping to fulfill this narrative that it, we're the fastest club on yeah. and off the pitch. <laughs> yeah. Soon we'll have that coming out. Well, like, you know, everyone now is like, Oh, I love the gaffer. I love Edge. Like he's, mm. you know, he's uh, for, in terms of like giving us, um, you know, storytelling before games and like motivating us. He's so incredible. So amazing. Um, you know what? The traffic stuff's getting a bit weird though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting a bit full on yeah we yeah. thought it was just an, a metaphor at first but then mm. it's become a it's become a thing yeah yep um what was your favorite goal in the game oh um i would say probably you doggies mm-hmm. um and it's it's either that or it would be pombos uh where poro put it over the top yeah and then Richardson did the like, oh, my touch, I've lost it. Oh, no, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> um, and then sort of put it away. It'd be one of those. But I think probably your doggy scoring his first goal. Mm. I think that was really nice. And like, the you know, Son, Son looked good off the left, I thought. Yeah, I was surprised at how good he looked. Yeah. Um, mind you, he was playing against uh, Trippier. So who has not been good for them and <laughs> looked... 
like just completely gassed the whole time. Yeah. Like he got absolutely, I'm right in saying that he was playing cause he plays at right back. So he would have been playing on side. Um, he, like he got done so bad for, yeah. I th- it was, was it, um, Richarlison's first goal? Uh, yeah, I think, well, I think he got done. Yeah, that's right. Cause that was another cutback. Mm. Um, cause I think Sonny had scored one, got two assists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, a just muscle. Yeah. I felt like Trippier's, he's got this aura around him now as if he's like this world-class right back, like since he went to Atletico and then came back to Newcastle. Mm. Like admittedly, I haven't seen a huge amount, uh, unless we played against them. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it's like. Whether he was just completely gassed, like you said, or, you know, whether he's maybe not that incredible, mm-hmm. um, but he just, yeah, he didn't really look special. Son just completely got the better of him. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, cause there was so much, maybe it's like really good, um, agent hype to sort of be like, he went to Atletico, Simeone taught him how to be like the best defender. He comes back to this new Newcastle um, and he's amazing, but like, again, I've seen limited minutes, um, but I've never been like, Oh God damn. Why didn't, why did we sell him? Yeah. No, I like that. It's kind of like, it's like, Oh, where's Barney been? It's like, Oh, he just went backpacking in Europe for a year. And then you come back and you're wearing a beret like all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, he's a, he's cultured now. He's cultured. Yeah. But then, but people will be like, why is he wearing that? And you're like, well, he was actually, uh, he was trained, you see. Yeah. He was trained by the French and not only just the French, the most French. The most French. As he, French he, as you can get. Jacques Lecoq from the Lecoq school trained him about wearing a beret. He's the best wearer of one in the world. Yeah. Yep. And then they'll be like, yeah, okay, cool. But like, he's weird to hang out with now. Yeah. It's Doesn't like, matter. Uh, Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He wears it well. That's all. That, that's the most important well. thing. Wears so maybe that well. is the trippier situation that's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Well, another thing that's sort of like a, a maybe a bit of a media created narrative um, is Ange. You know how Ange is kind of sold as being quite like calm and reserved on the touchline. Mm. He was going ape shit in this game. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like I don't. I I think it's not it's one of those things where it's not true that he's actually just like calm, doesn't react or he's not Conte level, but he's just like a normal manager, but we have to pick one. Yeah. 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 And, and I think it's like this idea that like, just because, you know, he speaks calmly and you know, he's, he's got a lot of maturity when he speaks in press conferences and just doesn't lose his mind. Mm. It's this idea of like, yeah, that's how he is all the time. Just this laid back Aussie <laughs> just mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't care. But I also noticed that I think in the West Ham game, there were a few, a few chances we had and he was nutting it mm. um, on the sideline as well. And I think it's like, it's good. Like if he was standing there stoically through all these games, I mean, you want your manager to feel at least a little bit of emotion. You don't mm. want like a Mikel Arteta closing down players on the pitch illegally, Yeah, you know, sprinting up and down the touchline all game. But mm. yeah, you definitely want to see like if we miss a chance that, you know, and and just not happy about it. And if we score, you want to see those little like fist pumps and that. Um, I think he get like Poro ran over, gave him this giant hug after he passed it into Richarlison for that goal. Mm, mm. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was really good. Don't you reckon Mikel Arteta is like one of those kids 
at a like a kid's birthday party where you're like, where's Mikel? Where's Mikel? We can't find him. And then someone finds him uh, in the f- spare, like the second fridge in the garage where all the soft drinks are. And he's got like a two litre Coke because he's not allowed soft drinks at home. And he's just <laughs> sucking it down like a teat. Yeah. And he's just lying yeah. on the floor, just almost just drowning himself in it. Yeah. 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 And then every, like it, it's clearly seen. And then the person who finds him says like, what are you doing? Stop doing that. And he's like, doing what? I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> then as soon as they leave, it's straight back to just straight back that onto that big old coke. <laughs> um, the uh, doggy goal was um, it was so good. And one of the things I loved is the commentator said um, he's been threatening to do that all season. Yeah, and like I get what he meant because then he he clearly was like that was maybe weird and clarified it afterwards it was like running into the box then scoring. But it just sounded funny that he would be like, you watch out. Hey, man, you watch out. Because I might do something pretty... I might I might score a tap-in. Yeah, I might do it. I might do it. Yeah. For weeks. For weeks yeah. this has been on All my agenda. season. Yeah. Yeah, the main commentator we had was... Um, in my mind, I say Gary Mowbray, but I don't think that's right. But mm-hmm. it's the guy who's, you know, very, very kind of like uh, posh-sounding Eurovision announcer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the thing that he did as well was he spoke about Richarlison's celebration and he's like, and Richarlison doing the famous turkey dance. <laughs> I missed like, that. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean turkey dance? Like everyone knows his whole thing is like the pigeon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he's got, there's a song in Brazil, I think by some like rapper there who's like, it's about pigeon noises and it's about Richarlison. Like mm. it's pigeon. Like, where did turkey dance come from? And not only turkey dance, the famous turkey dance. (laughs) Which makes it even worse, because it's like you're trying to play like, oh, no, I know what it is. Don't worry, Mm. everyone. I know what it is. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah, everyone does. So obvious. Do you think I don't know what it is? Of course, of course I know what it is. The famous (laughs) turkey dance. Yeah, yeah, the famous turkey dance. I love that so much. Oh, Oh, my God. It was one of those moments where I was just like, what, like, how do you even, like, how do you even get to that? Mm. Mm. Um, how do you get to it? Um, by oof, loving, t- th- that man is a turkey lover. <laughs> That's it really. It's like, he's yeah. just like, how can I slip in a turkey reference? He just wanted to mention turkeys. And then he saw that and he knows it's a pigeon, but he was like, yeah. this is the chance that I can slip in my love for turkeys. Yeah. I'll get away with it. I reckon no one will pick up on it. I heard that Gary, if it is him, old mate Gary, actually lives with three turkeys as housemates. <laughs> they are his children. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard that they welcome him home at night. Sometimes he has to stop. He drives to the stadiums when he's commentating, leaves him in the car and, you know, gets in trouble because he's got yeah. his three turkeys sitting in the car. But, um, yeah, I, you know, we've all got our – I don't want to yuck his yum – but no, no, it's yeah. Now I feel bad mm, because mm. you know maybe he's just trying to live his life and he's just yeah he's living with these turkeys and yeah. maybe all the time they're just constantly like oh Gary can you just pick up some feed on the way home yeah yeah can you mention us in the broadcast we feel yes. invisible <laughs> you've been commentating for thirty five years <laughs> you haven't touched me in weeks yeah <laughs> it's like fine I'll mention you in the game don't worry about that don't worry about it and don't worry. I'll make it seem like everyone knows you. 
Thank you, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's their voice. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Romero. Um, mm. Ooh, a lot of people get. I've seen some wild takes on uh, the football Twitter sphere thing with like, if he makes, if he gets one more red card, we should sell him. It's like, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> Let's just, whoa. I saw someone put up that as well. Like it was like, keep or sell with a picture of Romero. And I'm like, what are you like for real? Like <laughs> what, how is this even a question? I don't, I don't understand. I, like, what is the plan there to sell him and get what whoever someone who's like who never fouls? Yeah. Um, people, I think people take it. Uh, the reason why this is happening is they take the red cards personally, where it's like he doesn't even care. He's more interested in trying to break someone's leg than the club and our successes. And it's like. I don't think I don't think it's that deep blood. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it reminds me as well. It's like the last like ten years, we've, all you know, I, I guess in, especially through like the Poch era, there was mm. just a big thing of like you know it's all oh, it's just a team of like little babies, like mm. little boys getting bullied around. But look at Chelsea, look at Chelsea, look at John yeah. Terry. We need yeah. a player like that. We need a Roy Keane. Uh-huh. We need someone in there with a bit of grit. Yeah, and then it's like finally we get someone, and it's just like, yeah, I don't like his fouls. To be honest, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not I, a fan of it. Yeah, I love the description of Potch's um, Tottenham as just little babies, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that is how they were portrayed in the media. Yeah, and it was a thing for so long of just like, and like all the pundits would say that after games, like the, it's there was just the whole thing. Um, mm. even up into the Mourinho era where it was just like no leaders in mm-hmm. this team, no one willing to just put in the hard yards and t- mm-hmm. do any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we have that and it's like, well, let's get rid of him. Get yeah. Rid of him. Yeah. Well, no, too much. It's, it's, that's actually not what we uh, want. And like, the, whatever, like I thought that I didn't think the tackle was like, whoa, he's lost his mind. Um, I've heard some arguments that it should have been setting off. Uh, I don't care. It wasn't. It's like, <laughs> I, yeah, like, I think objectively to look at that, I could see more of an argument for that to be a setting off than the one against Chelsea. Yeah, me too. Um, so it's like, if he had gotten sent off, I, I would have been disappointed, but I don't think I would have been like, oh, no, nah, I never read. Uh, but, I mean, it's going to happen. It's like... And once we strengthen with another centre back in, and once we get Van der Ven back, like mm. you kind of, I don't know. Like there's so many takes as well of like Romero's got to get rid of that from his game. He's got to get rid of that. But it's mm. just like you take that out of his game, and I think to me it always goes back to like Poch talking about Delhi, like yeah, where he was like he's you know I like Delhi. He was a little bit naughty, mm. uh, and I don't want him to lose that. I like that he's mm. got a little bit of a naughty streak in him. Mm. And I kind of feel the same with like Romero. It's like if you came out and really tried to flatten that, uh, and people used to talk about Rooney in that way as well. Like mm. Rooney had a bit of a streak to him too, but you've yeah. got to say that some part of that plays into their brilliance and their strength. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at Delhi when Delhi lost that, 
you know, for a whole variety of reasons that we now know, but lost that kind of naughty baby uh, element. His sort of the rest of his game fell away too. Yeah. So um, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Like all our yeah. players just can't be this like spherical orbs who are just mm. like mm. perfectly balanced. It's like. Yeah, we just want to have balance across it. So, like, cool. If Romero does do some naughty things and does get, like, sent off, then it's like, well, a couple of players on the teams we want, like a Ben Davies, who's a bit of a mm. saint, and he's, like, mm. never going to get sent off. Mm. Uh, like, And they just balance out in that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't put him anywhere near Son, who broke a man's leg. Yep. Um, <laughs> like, he's the worst for it. He snaps. Like, yeah. and... Uh, you know, like, even though I, to me, anything Romero's done doesn't, like, the, the leg break was, uh, he he was going after him. He obviously didn't intend to do that. It was, you know, he ended up running into, was it Aurier was there? And that was kind of, but, like, that kick out that Sonny did, it was very minor. But that, to me, is more egregious than anything Romero's done. It was more yeah. annoying because I was like, why would you do that? I don't, you know, should that be a red card? Like, it was nothing. But at the same time, you know that that's going to be penalised. Oh, definitely. And, and like, you look at it as well, like, at the Villa game, Romero's on the bench and on the field, Matty Cash goes after Benton Kerr. Mm-hmm. And I would think, like, not that I would condone, like, all right, he's going to snap us, then Romero should go out and kill him and murder him. Mm. But I think if we've got Romero on the pitch, I don't know if these other players are going to... Like, I think it is going to play into it, and I don't think they're going to go maybe so hard on all of our players because you know that if if you're going to go after Bentica like that, that Romero is going to be right in your face instantly. Mm-hmm. And again, well, I'm not trying to like praise mm-hmm. us becoming like toxic, uh, like full Chelsea, like how they used to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's like, you know, you do kind of need a bit of a protector in there who like the other team doesn't want to mess with. I think you're talking about the like psychology of it with the perceived threat there where it's like maybe then you're not so willing to, you know, do things like that because you know that there's going to be a consequence probably whether if there's not, you know, then it's like, well, I can get away with this. Um, And I don't mean, you know, obviously there's a consequence of being sent off, but Romero is not there to then do whatever he's going to do. And like you saw it from the bench, Romero's face when he was, you know, like saw it happen. And everyone was like, oh, God, Matty Cash is dead in the return yeah. fixture. And I, I'm excited. For, not that I want him to, you know, get hurt, but I'm excited for the tension of that. Yeah. Oh, um, totally. Yeah. Like, it's, it's also, I was, I was reading um, a study from, like, I think 2020 or something like that, and it was about commentators and how they talk about players. Mm. And it's like, do commentators speak differently uh, – uh, can, uh, when they talk about lighter skin players versus darker skin players, mm-hmm. and they found like surprise, surprise, yes, they do, yeah. and it's like the darker skin players are like uh, more criticised for their physical um, attributes or for like being like making stupid decisions and stuff yeah. like that. The the lighter skin players are more often praised for their intelligence and things like that. Mm. So like an example of this is like Chiellini was always just like, the commentators like, wow, he's just a master of the dark arts of football, mm-hmm. isn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, he just knows exactly what to do with all the... And it was... But then you do that and you get Romero and it's just like, oh, thug, absolute yeah. wild mm-hmm. rubbish. But like, mm-hmm. people like Kalini, uh, Bonucci, like, you know, the 
a lot of Italian centre backs, they were always praised for, that, you know, mm. um, for like finding ways that were not maybe fully within the laws of the game on how to get the upper hand. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you start, you know, on that, once you start noticing how commentators uh, speak to their own inherent racial profiling, you start noticing all kinds of stuff like the fact that uh, black players get referred to as athletic, you know, workhorses, um, having, you know, like this great physical kind of stamina, all that kind of stuff. White players are clever. They do clever things. Black players, they don't get referred to like that. And then also when if... uh, black player does something that is clever it's called they often gets referred to as magic special all these things that don't actually attribute the skill of the move to the player it's this ethereal kind of like they were mystic racist gross shit basically totally yeah yeah yeah. and like i think the report talks about that sort of stuff too where it's like Mm. if you have like someone like um craig dawson Mm. Uh, he's, you know, blue collar. Like that's the sort of idea with like these white rough center backs, like blue collar defender, you know, da, 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 mm. da. Mm. but like uh, with a, a, a darker skin player, it's kind of like, oh, it's just natural talent. They didn't have to work for any of their positives, mm-hmm. this, that, and everything else. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is which is it, where it gets messy is that generally, you know, if uh, a black player isn't playing well, they get called lazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it gets messy is then Endombele at the time, (laughs) you know, there is all this stuff around him being lazy, which you couldn't say didn't then, if if everyone was saying he's a workhorse at that time in the media and he catches wind of that, then maybe he he is. Um, So you can't really separate them, but it did turn out that actually didn't really commit that hard to training. (laughs) So it's like, you know, but that's an individual. Um... Yeah, I I think the other thing with what you said about blue collar, blue collar, what does that mean? Blue collar means honest, mm-hmm. hardworking, um, rising above your class through your pure skill, intelligence, in, in you know inherent gifts, toughness. Whether that doesn't get you, I don't know if I've ever heard a black player being referred to as uh, uh, like blue collar. Yeah, no. No, 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 never, never. Mm. Um, and it's like, yeah, like, I guess, you know, to bring it back to a challenge like this, like, someone like Craig Dawson will do tackles like this all the time. Like, they're, mm. but it's still not under that same, you know, scrutiny of someone mm. like Romero. Which, uh, was it Alvarez that did that, um, like, barge on Poro? Was it Alvarez or am I, you know, where uh, Poro ends up, like, been, flipping yeah. in the air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, if we're talking about... So, Romero getting sent off against Chelsea, which I'm never going to forget, because I, I still think it was absolute bullshit. You know, it's like, okay, he got the ball, but then he followed through, and that's risk for <coughs> the player, and you can't endanger another player, and if it's serious risk of danger, then it's a red card. Mm. Poro could have broken his neck. Like, and it got nothing? Like, if yeah. that's the metric... And, and it's because of the region where he was hit, where he was hit on his back, where everything's so focused because we've seen leg-breaking tackles, we've seen all that stuff. It's almost like it's going to take something like that to go really badly 
for it to sort of get noticed because I like when it happened, I was like, "That's that's a red card. Surely mm. that's a red card." But no, nothing. Just nothing. nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but some, something that um, I should call which which popped up. Did you notice for the ads on the the sides of the ground that like we've got that socios like fan token or whatever it is, mm. um, which we've spoken about. But there was a new one called Fan Block. Oh, you heard about this? No. Uh, which it just looks like utter like rubbish. It's like you own a digital block of Spurs pitch. What? So I think it's like you can go on and buy, I assume with crypto, like a portion of the pitch on some online, you know, system. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, there's, it's just like, what? I feel like it's getting out of hand a little bit of like just all the ways that like you can own a part of spurs or a part of the club that aren't actually like official things that the club is doing. It's not like the club have gone, we're actually selling like plots on the pitch that you can own as an official thing. It's like, now we've got this fan block. You could buy the digital pitch. It's not, it's just like, it seems like, uh, it was, it just stood out to me of like, just another like kind of exploitative thing to, uh, yeah. to try and get people to go and buy this non-existent thing. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know anything about it, but that's insane. That's like yeah. me, like trying to start a business saying you could buy digital blocks of the sky. <laughs> Barney, let's no. let's talk after recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great idea, huh? And so you own that block of the sky. So um, what, what does it like? What does it mean if you own a digital block of the ground? Like every time they go to that region of the ground, you're like, "That's my pitch. That's my bit." That's my bit. But then they're gonna be like, "Oh, but actually, hang on, not the physical one. Uh, or no, the no. digital one." Which yeah. is never used or never seen apart from anyone who logs in to FanBlock. <laughs> like, yeah. What? It's wild. So it's like we could come up with any idea and go like, all right, uh, we're selling parts of Son's body. Mm -hmm. Do you want to own Son's digital, digital hamstring? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't That's make any so sense at all. so insane. Um, what did make sense was Udoji signing a new contract until 2030, though. Yeah. Hello. That's great. <laughs> um, that was amazing. Uh, mm. I'd like to think that they were just like, well, Destiny, we really want to sign you to a long-term deal, but you've got to score one goal. Mm. Once you score that one goal, we'll sign you up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'm so pleased that he's got that length of contract. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so we can keep him for as long as possible. <laughs> Unless he yeah. gets shit, then they'll sell him. Um, but yeah, really enjoying his, uh, contributions to the team. Yeah. And to me, it's like, he's a player that it's not like he's immune from any criticism in games, but mm. like he obviously against West Ham, but made the pass back yep. to, um, Vicario, um, which one of the commentators time was like, Vicario's just got to pick up the ball. Then it's like, if he picks it up, it's a pass back. <laughs> you can't do that. Like, it's not Vicario's fault. That's clearly on Destiny. But I'm also like, I'm not going to criticize Destiny because he is a child. Yeah. Um, I can't, I didn't, again, miss that. <laughs> the commentator said, just why didn't he just pick? That's like, why doesn't someone just pick up the ball and run to the other end? Yeah. Exactly. Like, that's what they should be doing. Exactly. It was like, oh, Vicario's got to be braver there. For me, just pick up the ball, collect it <laughs> instead of, because Vicario kind of punched it. So I don't know if there's like a loophole where if you get a pass back, you're allowed to like punch it away. Um, mm. 
But yeah, it was just like, oh, he's got to be braver. He's got to be braver though. <laughs> and they're like, this is. Uh, I don't think it was the same commentator, even though it went back into that same. That same turkey voice. Same turkey voice. Yeah. Oh, little turkey man, you've got to be braver there. Yeah, yeah. I would be okay with it if you said that. Yeah, if they'd say that, then it's a pass. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, like I'm so happy for your doggy to make mistakes because there's like such a huge upside to his game. Mm. And like he is just phenomenal. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's bloody brilliant. Um, another one of my famous segues, Dan, do you know who's not brilliant? Callum Wilson, um, didn't score, uh, got into a beef with Vicario because Vicario pulled a silly face at him. Um, I, that was my favorite moment. I think of the whole game. Is that what um, happened? Is that why? Cause I saw the afters of them, like, um, cause was that after the game when they were going off or at halftime or I don't know. There was something where Vicario was like being, having to be pushed away. Yeah. That was at the end of the game because. Vicario made, he had the ball and he ran past Callum Wilson and he went like, or something like that. And that just absolutely sent Callum Wilson to 100, 100 kilometers an hour brain. He was like, what? No one does that to me. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, great. Like, yeah, I've disliked Callum Wilson since the Richarlison stuff. Mm. He was like on that podcast with, I think it was maybe Antonio. And they were just like chatting, chatting shit about Richarlison not scoring and, and all this mm. sort of stuff and, and everything there. So, uh, which is also great that Richarlison got two goals in this game. Yeah, yeah. And Wilson got none. Did he get none? He got none. Yeah, great. Um, but the commentators said in the game, Wilson scored four times against us Ugh. in the past. Is that yeah. Bournemouth as well? Uh, that, that might have been it too. Yeah. Um, but my favorite bit, he like turned into the biggest cop. Like the biggest win cop, he was like. So after the game, I asked him about it, and he was like, "Well, there's a right way to win, isn't there? Um, you know, and not be disrespectful." It's like, dude, how how can the narrative be that Vicario is a sore winner and wins the wrong way when it should be you flip out if people make faces at you? Yeah, it's like that should be the narrative. Callum Wilson, his main trigger is silly faces. Yeah, I would have liked if they got pushed back on that. Like, well, but Callum, was it just a silly face that set you off? Like, surely that's a you thing to... Yeah, that's a you thing that you should probably think about. Maybe you think about the fact that maybe you'd had a frustrating game and that's why it bothered you so much. Yeah. No. no. Vicario's like, just like, oh, I've just got resting silly face. Yeah, yeah. I just pulled silly faces. <laughs> but then also it's it's like, well, Vicario doing that was to rile up Callum Wilson. It worked. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, tick. Rather than, like, never pull a silly face on a pitch, especially near Callum. Like, there's got to be a, that element of, like, you know, trash-talking in sport. It's a thing. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying you want to win by trash-talking or, like, you know, there's... I think there is a line that you go to in trash-talking, like, you know, when you talk, look at, like, Matarazzi and Zidane. Like, that's crossing the line in terms of, like, trash-talking. But, mm. like, if you've got something like this where it's, like, you know, Vicario's trash-talking is pulling a silly face... And then it's just like afterwards, like, you know what? There's no more honour in this game. There's yeah. The sport's gone. No honour from this team. Yeah. What are you I talking just, about? You know, I'd rather not play at all than play with a team that disrespects me with these faces. 
I'd rather us lose like we did today. I'd rather <laughs> yeah. us get battered than, you know, I can go home and sleep well knowing that mm. I didn't pull a silly face at someone. Yeah, that's right. Tonight, I'll be sleeping in what would be described by others as a neutral mask. That's yes. what I am. I am just a neutral mask. I would never, ever warp my face into some kind of silly expression. I've got to go back and see this because I really want to see this Vicario face now. It is like, what was the, the most, like, whatever face. Yeah. Um, but also another great transition here. Talking about trash talking, I saw the greatest Sky Sports segment about Tottenham and I, I loved it so much because um, it was about the, the title, if you want to look it up, the title of the video is Did We See the Real Spurs? in their mm. 4-1 win against Newcastle, right? And whoever it is asks poor uh, Sue. He says, was this the real Tottenham? And Sue replies with, well, that's a hard question to answer, which I love because it still sounds like they're going to have a debate whether there's been some kind of bizarro doppelganger Spurs for the last, like, imposters, and now finally yeah. the real Spurs are back. Like the idea, just the very notion that this is on television, that people are talking about the real Spurs. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. For the when we've lost the fake, even if it's the same players, are they the, was this the fake Spurs? And this is the real one. What, what? Why were they being fake? Why are these now? The, what about them made them more real? I'd love it if they went back and saw the footage from those games and it's like, hang on, wait a second. And then they noticed every player has just got one of those like rubber Halloween masks. <laughs> oh, and it's like, hang on, that's not Ben Davies. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Ben Davies, uh, I wanted to say his uh, like save pretty much when he tipped the ball up was amazing. Oh, incredible. Mm. That's great. I, I think Ben Davies has been solid since he's yeah. had her... Step in. Like, he definitely looks a lot better with um, Romero next to him than oh, so much say, Emerson. But mm. I think Ben Davies, like, he's someone else who gets, who catches a lot of flack. And that's, it's like, he gets bundled now with, like, all of the, you know, the frustration around not winning things with Potch and, like, mm. going through f all these different managers. It's like, now mm. Ben Davies is the one that's kind of copying all that with, like, yeah. same players letting down another manager. And it's like, to be completely honest, I think Ben Davies, like when he was under Conte, he did really, like he had an amazing season. Mm. But I just think when he's, when we've, he's been called upon, like, sure, we don't want him starting as a team, no. but as a squad player, like, I think he's an excellent, like, utility defender. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Agree. I don't understand the, and it's a shame that he gets roped in with, or associated with that kind of narrative. It's like, well, here's gentle Ben. Yeah. At it again, ruining our chances. It's like, well, that's, he's never, he's had poor games. All our players have had, every player in the Premier League has had poor games. He's definitely not the main offender oh, totally. that has caused, you know, us not to have more success than we've had. No, for sure. We should be nice to, nice to gentle Ben. Mm. Mm. Uh, buddy, something that we got in this game, which we have not seen all season, was we finally had a penalty. Can you believe it? I couldn't believe it. When it happened, uh, I assumed that we just, I was like, won't be a penalty. Like I'm so defeated yeah. by not getting penalties that I assumed, even though it was such a, a gregarious penalty, <coughs> nothing. But 
There was something this time. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it was, like, even when Son was stepping up to take it, I think commentators were like, well, he's only taken four club penalties. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's he scored three of them and missed one. And <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So just normal statistics for yeah, penalties. Yeah. Great. Um, and then I'm just like, it's Son. Like, the guy scored, like, over 100 Premier League goals. Like, what are you... Mm. <laughs> like, I was like, great. Like, Son, I'm sure, has been waiting in the wings this whole time of, like, when Harry goes, I'm going to be penalty guy. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he just placed it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, it's funny that, so, that record of three out of four is 80%. When the, penalty, the chance of scoring a penalty is 70%. I think it's 70%. But, if anything, it's like he's doing either, at, at like, average or better than average. Yeah, <laughs> so well, I think three out of four would be 75%, right? And I'm pretty sure that's, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's bang on, like, the average. It's, mm. like, I think an XG for a penalty is 0. 0.75. Oh, right, there you go. Or maybe, like, 0. 0.76, something like that. But it's, like, yeah. it's bang on what the average mm. is. Mm. Yeah. These guys that are talking on the football don't know anything. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, thing, thing I liked, we had Geo come on. Yeah. Now, do you notice whenever Geo comes off the bench... He's mm. always trying to pull his clothes down as far as they can go. Yeah, what is the deal with that? Like, it's it's every single time. It's mm. like he'll pull his shorts down a little bit. He's got mm. his socks already up over his knees. Mm. Um, he'll pull down his, uh, like, his little sleeves. That mm. He'll pull down his shirt, and he keeps adjusting. Mm. Um, I'm just like, is, is he just the coldest little boy in North London? Yeah, yeah. Or he's going for, like, a... He, he's like, make them think you're a gangster... And he's like trying to, <laughs> trying to make everything as loose as possible. Or he's yeah, like, it's... or he's like, don't let them see your skin. <laughs> when I was Did young, I... they told me never show your skin on the football pitch. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what is. He does do that every single time. Yeah, it's like, a, and, and it's, it's kind of weird because it's like, it's just not a very confident way to enter the pitch. No. <laughs> if you see someone coming on, they're just like constantly just adjusting. Yeah, these clothes don't fit me. <laughs> like, yeah. It's... <laughs> Because like, I've got to get it exactly right, otherwise I might not play that well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, um, that's great. And I think we we also had in this game, uh, we had Hoybier going back to his night manager role. Mm. Which is what I, 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 I like Pierre in this, where it's like, yeah. he comes on for the late shift just to, mm-hmm. he, he's got the keys and he's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll shut up the shop, everyone, you know, go home, you've done, you've done a good job, it's all, mm. it's all good. Mm. Um, yeah, I love him in, in the night manager role. You know that when you unlock in the morning, everything's going to be pristine. Yeah, beautifully pristine. Did he but, give the ball away, though, for their goal? There might be one little spill on the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a little spill. But, but it's, not, it's not like red wine. No, it's, it's not red wine. Like, it's not going to stain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, we have a, a question. Dan, would you like me to read it to you? Yeah, yeah. Which one of the new players have you taken to the most? This is from Ramphy, by the way. Um, I would say Madison, but then Vicario pulled a disrespectful face at Callum Wilson, and now I don't know anymore. All the new guys are great, though. And then uh, in our Discord, Caroline replied and said something about Ben Davies, and so then Ramphy goes on to say, Ben Davies is not only severely underappreciated, in my opinion, but an unsung hero. 
Guy never complains, works his ass off, versatile as hell, no off-the-pitch scandals, and seems like the loveliest guy too. I'll die defending him if I have to. Yeah, great. Uh, so I got lost in the Ben Davies praise for the... <laughs> um, and it's good. But it's good. It's, it's good. Like, there we go. Ben Davies getting some... Getting some praise. Getting some praise. That's good. There you go. Yeah, so, so, so who's, who's, your, who's your new guy fave? Uh, <laughs> I just pictured it as if I've got, like, we've got our own, like, on our social profiles or something. It's like, new guy fave. And we all get to list, like, <laughs> tag one player in there. Yeah. Uh, my new guy fave, I feel like it, it honestly, it keeps changing. Mm. Um, it's really challenging. Like, Madison is definitely in there but then he'll be out and then Vicario I'm like Vicario I love Vicario so much mm. because as well I just love that he never stops like and he collects the ball and he goes straight away mm. he gets up runs for like it's just so great but then Destiny I'm in love with Destiny mm. too it's really really challenging because it's like I feel like for the first time in quite a while it's like I just love our whole squad mm. in terms of mm. who we're putting together I'd say if I had to pick one it's probably Madison, yeah. I'd say, because I think like whilst uh, you know plays like your doggy Vicari, like I think they're really really good. Like Madison, when he's playing well, I'm like I feel like he's like a world class mm. attacking midfielder, mm-hmm. uh, and so I'd say probably Madison would get the nod. Mm-hmm. My what? Who's your new guy fave? My new guy fave is. Oh, it's hard. I mean, I think it's hard not to say Madison. Um, but for the sake of difference, I'm going to say Vicario. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, so it's like go. a good thing to have where it's just like, for all the players that have come in, we're not sitting here going like, oh, we've got one good player and five flops. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, it's not the Bale 7 where if you ask that question, everyone's like, Ericsson. Yeah. Obviously Ericsson. Oh, clearly Ericsson. And then someone's yeah. like, oh, I reckon maybe Paulinho for me. Yeah, I love Paulinho. It's like, what? Uh, no. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's like everyone who's come in. And it's like Johnson, I think I'm liking what I'm seeing from Johnson. Yeah. And oh, if he scored, like that was such a lovely shot that. Oh, it was fantastic. Eh? And I was so gutted for him for that not to go in. Mm. And I just feel like Johnson's growing into his position in the team. Mm. And I, I still think, you know, just give him a little bit more time. Mm. But. I'm starting to see just a lot of positives from him as well. So it's, it's like, like, I don't know. Saar also seems like, I know he's been around for a while, but, and was kind of unused, but I mean, mm. can he qualify for new guy fave in the mix? Well, I, I think if he counts, I choose him. I choose him because he was so good in this game. It was unreal. Yeah. He was and, everywhere. And he's like, he's, He's so great as well. And again, a child. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I feel like it's it's so nice that even through this spell where we lose a few games, it's so nice to be like, I still love all of our players. Mm-hmm. I still have an attachment. I'm not just going like, need to sell them all. We've lost. Oh, no, what's wrong here? It's mm-hmm. like, I just love like the, the makeup of the squad. And if we've got like a full strength team at the moment, I'm like, that's a very, very good team full of players which are all very, very good footballs. Like, Poro, to me, feels like, you know, he could he should be in the mix for new guy fave as well. Yeah, it's true. like he's playing out of his skin at the moment. Mm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there were, like, people before the start of the season saying, like, mm, Poro was 
you know, he's a wing back. He's a Conte wing back. Mm. Uh, Conte didn't use. Uh, mm. He's a Conte wing back. He won't be able to play Andrew's system. And you look at him, and it's like the passion he shows. Yeah. All game long, uh, plus the skill that he has. Like it's everyone's in the mix. Mm. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone. Um, so you need a big lucky dip container. And then yeah. That's... Put him in there like Duncan Duncan for apples. Is that what it's called? Bobbing for apples? Bobbing for apples where you go with your head to put it yeah. down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, so our next uh, game is against Nottingham Forest. Mm. Um, and then we play uh, Everton. Obviously, Nottingham Forest, we play against... The old rival Laurier. <laughs> I was I was waiting because I was like, "What? Like they've signed you know a thousand players? Like how mm. many of our ex players do they have in there?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, Laurier, and then mm. I guess is that that would be Johnson's first game against them since he oh uh, yeah since he left, and it could have be depending on where Johnson plays and if he's starting, it could be Johnson Johnson on Laurier. Isn't that a, a storyline we've been waiting for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with Oreo and the type of player that Oreo is, he will undoubtedly score a goal in this game. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got that in him. He's got a good shot. <laughs> yeah, but he's also got that, like, what's uh, uh, that? He's got that dog in him. <laughs> he's got that. Like, he just, that just happens with him for some reason. Like, that kind of, you know, as he was so maligned by a lot of fans... Yeah. Um, that of course he's going to score. He's yeah. got. He's like a uh, wrestling heel. I, I still always remember that time where I think a ball was like coming past him, and he didn't want to touch it, and he dropped to the ground, like went flat, and then <laughs> dropped, jumped back up, and then went around. I'm like, that's I've never seen anyone deal with like I don't want to touch the ball. I could just move out the way. I could just mm-hmm. lean back a little bit. Um, yeah. And that, speaking of dropping to the ground, did you see the um, the mascots before the game? The Spurs mascots before the... Um, no. Oh, the kids. The, game? the kids, where they were, like, getting all warmed up and, like, doing, like, push-ups and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. And the one that was, the, I think, was with Son. When he's out there, he's, like, waving, he's blowing kisses to people. It was incredible. Yeah, it's so... <laughs> like, just commit to it. You, you know, you're never gonna, probably going to get to this again. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, Loved it. And sorry, back back to the upcoming fixtures. The Forest one I'm feeling pretty confident about. But like Everton, even though we are at home, uh, Everton have gone on a, a decent enough run. Yeah. Lately. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Uh, and that, do you know, is Delhi playing for Everton at the moment? Uh, I don't think so, but... Uh... I don't know. Because they've won four out of their last five. Pretty good. Um, and they would be far higher up the table than if they didn't have the 10-point deduction. Um, yeah. <laughs> for that. Right. But I, I hope that it's like I'm just checking the table now. They are in 17th. They are four points clear of relegation. And mm. it's still a long season to go. But it's like I feel a lot more comfortable when like we play a team that's kind of like mid-table and it's like, you know, Everton – if they like had a few wins and they're like, all right, we've had a few wins. Oh, maybe we can chill for a second. Maybe we don't need mm. to go all out um, against us. But even having said that, like if we could play like we did against Newcastle, I think, you know, that's an easy six points against Forrest and Everton, right? Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Famous um, last words. And then Brighton, yeah. Bournemouth, and then Burnley, and then Man U is mid-January. Um, mm. I know this is, and I know this gets very like overly optimistic, but Forest, Everton, Brighton, they've kind of, you know, mixed bag with things, and Bournemouth, and mm. Burnley. Uh, like, we could still and go U. on a little run here. And then, but Man, Man U, they've, they've been picking up points left, right, and center, haven't they? Oh, no, they? they've still been a little bit mixed. Yeah. Yeah. We're still above them. Um, anyway, I think it's just overall, I'm saying, like, I, I feel like even with Madison still being out and, and whatnot, like, there's what you would think are a lot of winnable games there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I reckon we're going to win them all 6 0. <laughs> that would be. I just imagine you going into like the bookies and you're just like, yep, yeah, next five Spurs games, 6 0 wins, all of them. Put it in a multi for me, thanks. <laughs> They'd be like, um, have you got someone with you yeah. that uh, makes your decisions for you? No. No. Are you allowed to be in here? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I want to put $100 on that, please. <laughs> yeah. In fact, like, double it. $200. <laughs> and they're like, we just feel so bad even taking this bet because, mm-hmm. you know, the chances are 5 billion to 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm making the bet. Yeah, I'm going to get rich. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it could happen. Six nil, six nils all around. I'd be, I'd be up for that. Me too. I'll be up for it. Especially now that I've put $500 on it. I just did yeah. it then. You really need that to come through. <laughs> yeah. Try to manifest uh, it. Yeah, I'll make a vision board. Yeah. Is um, that what I say in the background? It's just your vision board of 6 nil for the next 5K. Yeah, that, that, that up there, that's my yeah. vision board. And I've drawn lots of little players and they're, they're all going 6 nil. 6 nil. Mm. I just I thought that you're just sitting there every morning and you're just sitting yeah. there and it's like your housemate's like, Barney, this is like, you have no control over any of this. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> if I draw these little figures good enough, I'll have ultimate. Um, yeah. That's every morning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I need to get back to some drawing. So um, let's wrap it there. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, well, as always, I've been uh, Barney. I've been Dan. And come on, you Spurs. Mm-hmm.